Welcome to Roy C-Suite Truth, the ignition point for global impact and your compass for innovation. In this hive of game changers, we empower transformation, connecting one story at a time. So bottle up for a deep dive into the realities of the C-Suite as we continue our journey together. Let's get this started. Today, I'm very excited to introduce you to Gary Cooper. How are you doing, Gary? And where are you calling in from right now? <laughs> I'm doing great, and I live in Pauley's Island, South Carolina. It's near Charleston, South Carolina. Wonderful. It's a pleasure having you on the show, <laughs> Gary. Nice to be here. <laughs> Wonderful. As the executive chairman of Palmito Infusion and the CEO and founder of the Carolus Company, Gary built his, his businesses based on a set of core values, kindness, caring, laughter, and extreme generosity. These companies are on a mission to improve the lives of families and communities in the Carolinas and beyond. Gary is committed to helping organizations and leadership teams get the most out of their businesses by investing financially and sharing methods of how to put company missions ahead of personal ego. It is Gary's aspiration to assist individuals with their personal and professional goals. He recently wrote a book with his co-author, Will Wilkinson on the importance of letting go to achieve success in business. His book, The Success Paradox, How to Surrender and Win in Business and in Life, a number one bestseller on the Wall Street Journal, published by Forbes Books, is available now on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And I must say, I think your mission to surrender and win paradoxical strategies for success is just remarkable. Again, very thankful I can talk to you today, Gary. Well, thank you for having me. It's it's really an honor. Wonderful. The honor's all mine. So let's dive right in. So what inspired you to pursue a career in leadership and how did you make it into the C-suite? <laughs> well, the, the career in leadership really was mandatory. I was an entrepreneur and entrepreneurs are good at what they do. But then they become owners of businesses with lots of people. And so I was good at the widget that I, that I produced. But then all of a sudden, I had to lead people to produce mm. more. And so I had to pivot from being an entrepreneur to a leader. So it really mm. thrust me into that. And most entrepreneurs fail because they can't pivot from the entrepreneur to the leader. So mm. it really, I, I really got thrown into it if I wanted to be successful. Mm. It sounds like kind of like a, it's, it's, it's more than just a, a shift. It's more like a paradigm shift. So what are biggest challenges you face as a C-suite executive and how do you overcome them? The biggest challenge is, is listening to people. Hmm. You know, as an entrepreneur in the beginning for me, at least for me, was I had to do most everything. Me and my business partners were doing everything. And then how do you stop doing and how do you start listening because you get further and further removed from the product or service that you're selling and then you have to listen to the people up front and um so listening is a hard skill to learn and i didn't know that listening was a skill mm -hmm. and so i kept forging ahead and i had to stop and learn to listen I understand. Uh, thank you for, for clarifying that. So, and in the last time I checked, we're all humans, right? <laughs> so what are the most common mistakes you see leaders make and how can they avoid them? 
I believe the most common mistake uh, that at least that I've seen make is ego getting in the way. Hmm. Um, it was for me. And ego getting in the way where I'm the only guy who's right. And um, I had to learn that I may not be the smartest guy in the room and allow others to be right, others to be heard. And um, even if I wasn't, even if I thought I was right, allow others to lead and be wrong sometimes. Mm. And that requires a lot of humility. Mm. And I didn't have a lot of humility for a long time. Mm. And once we allow others to lead in the organization, then it's not all resting on one person's shoulders. Hmm. I just want to follow up on that point, uh, if I may. So what was your pivotal moment where you uh, understood, oh, I've, I need to shift here something. I need to change something regarding your ego. Um, a lot of failure. A lot hmm. of failure. We, we were doing okay in spite of ourselves. Um, but we knew we could do so much better. And we were having some of our best people leave us. Mm. We were having, um, you know, uh, I call it okay in spite of ourselves. And I really uh, was forcing issues. I call it uh, fighting against the wind. Mm -hmm. It just seemed like every day we were fighting against the wind and we were fighting our own people. We became our biggest enemy mm. and our biggest enemies outside. And I had personal failures um, and I also had some personal challenges. I had three hip replacements and back surgery. And I write mm -hmm. a lot about that in the book, Success Paradox. Mm -hmm. And I believe that the worst things that happen to us can become, can become the best things that ever happened to us. And so mm -hmm. I had a switch of mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I started saying, I get to go to work rather than I have mm -hmm. to. And I get to serve the people and I get to listen. And I started becoming the quietest person in the room rather than the loudest. And I started I being um, restful to be productive rather than pulling all nighters. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I think the humility came through humiliation in my case. And I hope others don't have to experience that. Well, essentially, you you became the listener, right? <laughs> well, that's, I try, I try. That's a work in progress. I try. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Fantastic. So what is one valuable piece of advice you would give to other leaders looking to advance their careers? I would say work on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, work on yourself first. Um, I always thought, I always thought that the business was there to serve me or the employees were there to serve me. And if I invest in my, uh, skills that I would become better, but I never thought about working on myself, meaning daily meditation, daily spiritual things. And I don't mean, I don't care who God is for anybody else. But I mean getting calmer mm -hmm. and bringing that calm into 
chaotic situations. Work is difficult. Hmm. And that's one thing. The other thing I would say is always make your boss look good. Hmm. Always make your boss look good. Because if they get promoted, you get promoted, typically. So hmm. that's two things that I really try to do is always bring a calmness into the office. And I can't do that if I'm not calm and make hmm. your boss look good. Hmm. I understand it all. Yeah, it's it, it's it's very very helpful to be good to talk about your boss. I totally get it. So, when was the last time you had a breakthrough moment as a leader, and what did you learn from that experience? You know, I I, I mention this story quite often. I um I was forcing a new division of our business without any input from others. I knew it was the right right way to go. I knew it was the right thing. I didn't care what other people thought. And I'm not a licensed pharmacist or a licensed nurse. And I was out there selling a new product, and I didn't care, be damned, if, if anybody liked it. And we failed. Hmm. We failed miserably. And our best pharmacist and our best nurse left us. And I got the opportunity two years later to recruit both of them back. Mm -hmm. And I got the opportunity to stand up in front of all of them and say, I was an asshole. <laughs> I was a jerk. And it was my fault. And that was an amazing healing experience mm -hmm. for the owner, the former CEO, now chairman, to say, we don't do business like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, that required a lot of humility, and it required, uh, well, not required, but it demonstrated that, hey, not only do we not do that, but we we put an amends process in place that you don't have to report to anybody like that anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was a dramatic shift in the company that that is not how we operate. And so mm -hmm. it's one thing to say you're sorry. It's another thing to say, not only am I sorry, but here's processes we put in place to make sure that you don't have to deal with a jerk anymore. Hmm. That sounds like a a, a, a a big shift. And uh, yeah, thank you for sharing. And also um, being kind of like uh, open about <laughs> whose fault it was, right? <laughs> so to say. Yeah, <laughs> and... It takes strength, right? <laughs> it set a cultural experience. We had a major, yeah. like a year later, we had a major, um, a major problem that uh, most companies would have fired folks. And we said, whoa, nobody's getting fired. How do we learn from this? Yeah. And we broke it down from the beginning to the end. And everybody's like, wow, this is so cool. Nobody's mm -hmm. getting fired. This is a learning experience. We treated it like an educational experience. And I must, I must say, I think you know that experience for 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 all of your uh, employees. They they must just kind of like, you know, just not only honor that, but also kind of like appreciate that. And uh, you know, building the strength now uh, to be more committed for the company, right? I think that's right. You know, it's it's easy to talk about our successes. It's a lot harder to talk about our failures and learn from mm. them. 
Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for sharing again. So what essential qualities must a leader possess uh, to be successful and how do you cultivate that quality in yourself and your team? Well, trust is a big one, you know, and that's trust is a big one. And that's just simply doing what you say you're going to do. And I've had issues with showing up on time, you know, and um, now I do what I say I'm going to do when I say I'm going to do it. And trust is something that's so small, but it's so it means the world. Mm -hmm. um, trust, honesty, um, integrity is another one. Mm -hmm. And that's doing what you say you're going to do, even when it hurts. Mm -hmm. And um, Howard Bihar, the former COO of uh, Starbucks, says nothing sounds like the truth but the truth. Mm. And sometimes when we have a difficult conversation, it could be it could be laying people off, which fortunately we, we haven't had to do uh, very often in our almost 30 year history. Mm. But when we have had to do that, we take a hit too. Mm. You know, the people at the top. And um, but nothing sounds like the truth but the truth, integrity. And I've struggled. I had a period in my life, I was telling you, where I struggled with that. Mm. And it takes a hard time to rebuild that. It's mm. hard to build it, but it's a lot harder to rebuild it. Mm. And um, the last six years, our CEO, David Goodall, has all of these qualities. Mm. Trust, honor, respect. Um, he says what he means, and he means what he says. Um, accountability. Mm. You know, I like to be the fun guy, mm. but people like rules, whether they like it or not. They really like to be accountable because they like to make sure that if they're working hard, other people are working hard. Mm. And so accountability is another one. Mm. And um, fairness, mm. I think, is the, is the final one in my, in my book. I can handle tough situations as long as I know I'm being treated fairly. Mm. So that's the couple yeah. off the top of my head. Well, that's incredible values that you just shared with us. So thank you for getting really deep inside uh, of your mind and uh, how it's all turning out. So this brings me already to my final question. It's a personal one. When was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? You know, I was, um, um, as I mentioned, I had some troubles and um, I was, uh, I was responding to, sorry, I was responding to, um, I was rebuilding my family mm -hmm. and I was riding with my son and he was about eight years old and I used to spend four nights a week away from home. Mm -hmm. And I was riding with my son. He's now 16 and, and he was 10. And I had decided I'm not going to spend all my nights away from home anymore. And he was 10 years old. And he said, Daddy, when are you going to start being away from home again? Hmm. And I said, buddy, I don't think I am anymore. Hmm. And he, it was just a silence. 
And he said, I kind of like it this way, Dad. And I said, buddy, I think I do too. And there was just this, I got Chobum's telling you a story. Mm. And I just got, uh, we just both sat there for about a minute of just silence in the car. And mm. I knew that he knew and he knew that I knew that life was changing. And um, that was a very healing moment for me and him because he had seen, mm. he had seen dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And then he had seen, and he had seen transformation. He didn't know what that was, but he knew what that was. Mm. So it was a beautiful thing. Wow. What a, what a beautiful moment. Thank you for sharing this wonderful goosebumps moment. I am having the chills, so really mission accomplished for that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Gary, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you, and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. As we anchor another transformative episode, remember, if today's tales resonated, then that's your ripple moment calling. Let's amplify this impact. I invite you with all earnestness to rate and champion Royal C-Suite Truth to a fellow pioneer, a visionary who craves this caliber of insights and transformation for a deeper plunge into the harmonious realms of business growth with home life motivation, set your course to royal.org and become part of our Ripple of Impact Alliance where mere ripples evolve into formidable waves. Until our paths intertwine again, remain that beacon, cherish the impact and above all, revel in every step of your journey.